We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Um, I had an interesting car ride with my kid the other day, and we were talking about sort of what makes relationships work. She was lamenting one of her own uh, young love experiences and asking her professional therapist father what he thought. And my own answer surprised me. Laura and I talk about that a little bit today. Um, We also pull out some of our best tips and tricks just for you. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Uh, how do you do? No, I haven't set up any of my. I haven't set up any of my new toys. I don't even know how. Jason. They're just all sitting on my desk. I'm waiting for somebody to come yeah. and do it for me. Jason will figure it out with us. He, um, you know, Rebecca had hip surgery, so Jason was the first person to deliver us a meal, and I was like, "Look at all my new toys," and he was like, "Yep, we'll do that later." Yep. How is the hip surgery? He's like, you plug this into this, and then this goes into that thing, and then you go over here, and we're going to do that on your computer. And I was like, "Oh Lord." Mm -hmm. You're like, Laura's in for a real mess. She's the one that really can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You guys, you guys out there in marriage therapy radio land, we have, like I told you last week, we have some exciting things that are happening in the podcast. And one of them is that we, uh, we are producing a new podcast that is kind of a side gig for us, but the people who asked us to produce it, they bought us all this equipment that we get to use. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't know how to use, so, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Yes, it's going to be are. amazing. You're going to Are we also going to be on video? Because I'm pretty sure I got a really fancy video camera. We are not going to be on video. So. Oh, well, that's a shame because people out there really need pretty. to see us. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Uh, hip oh, surgery. Boy. Hip surgery is fine. It's a giant pain in the butt. But here's the thing. I, I'm pro health. I just think yep. health is good. So Rebecca... Uh, has uh, degenerative arthritis in both of her hips. She had the first one replaced last year. Um, Is that pretty was, standard, by the way, to do one hip and then the other? I don't know. I mean, she uh, I was mean, hurting. It seems to me like on the yeah, you would think right because yeah, you have, right, like, you got balanced on out. One side and this other mm-hmm. broken hip on the other side. Well, mm-hmm. we were really hoping that she would get them both done in the calendar year because you know this like deductible thing <laughs> that happens, right? It's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they were like, they called us like on January 2nd. They were like, okay, we're ready for your second hip surgery. I was like, no. you mother fathers. Yeah. Mother anyway, fathers. No, she's doing good. She's, it's been a week been now. Better. It's been a week now and she's, uh, she's hanging in there. She's wobbling around and, uh, but she's starting to adventure out without her walker and oh, her PT. But, but guess what else happened today? What? My new rowing machine got delivered today. Holy moly. Hold on. Hold on. So you have yeah. a rowing machine and yep. you have the bike. Yep. Anything else? I got some dumbbells. That's good. Do you lift them ever? I lift them when I want them to go from one place to the next, like in okay. my room. Like, I yeah, don't like you, you there. Down. I stub my toe. I want to, I want to move it over there where I, my toe doesn't go as often. <laughs> Um, which by the way, hold on, I'm going to flex for you. I know it's been, yeah, they're not, they don't look good as right now, but I've been, 
I have been lifting more and I feel so good. And right now I'm drinking my green juice. I've been um, doing celery juice in the morning. Okay. And I feel phenomenal. And here's the other thing that I've been doing. I, um, I cut out eating meat. I'm eating fish and I'm Uh-oh. still eating, you know, I eat dairy and meat. all that. Yes. But I'm, e- I'm not eating four-legged animals that walk on the earth or fly in the sky. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know any four-legged animals that fly in the sky? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) There's supposed to be a comma and like a change of thought there. Maybe like the Pegasus, like the Pegasus or the Griffin. I'm not eating Pegasus. Yeah. I'm not eating flying horses or, uh, you know, all that other stuff. But I feel really good. I'm on like two or three weeks. I've noticed that. So really what I'm just trying to do is reduce inflammation in my body. I'm oh, really right. interested in, in that. With the quotes or without the quotes? Um, why would I do inflammation with quotes? I just think it's a in, real thing. I think it's like a fad thing. I do not. Okay. No, I am a full believer, but that is kind of what I, my goal is, is to reduce the inflammation. And so far I feel pretty stinking great. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. 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 Um, so many fun things. We have also been receiving some fun products that have been coming our way, which I cannot wait to, like, I can't wait to talk yeah, about them. That's next because week. Because yep. that's next week. We've, so I, here's the other thing out there in Marriage out. Therapy Radio Land. We, yeah. um, we got discovered. We got discovered. You guys, mm-hmm. we did it. Um, Operation Blue Check worked? <laughs> well, sort of. We don't have our Blue Check, but we have been, um, we have joined a network where we're going to be proactively part of the iHeartRadio network. So that's, very cool. The mm-hmm. details of that are still coming together, but we're getting fancy, you guys. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting fancy. Yeah. So. After four and a half years of just yeah. this this grind, it has, it has not been a grind. Actually, it's just been Zach and I hanging out <laughs> once a week and hitting yeah. record. And now we actually yeah. have to take it seriously. And we used to have beers and now I can't, now we don't have any beers, but we at least. That's right. Because it causes hard. inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now we can have our, our celery our, juice, our celery juice, and our zip and fizz. our zip fizz. I knew that. Cheers, cheers <laughs> go. to getting Clean. healthy. Ding. Um, no, listen. I don't know. I, I I gotta say this. I am absolutely pro health. I want to tell you something that I don't know. This should not probably be the topic today because I want to put a lot more thought into it. But I was driving mm-hmm. with Abby the other day, my daughter, and she said something about her boyfriend, uh, her college boyfriend, and how she wishes it was like this. And then it was so oh, I didn't know like she that. had a college boyfriend. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was all the thing. Um, okay. I mean, she doesn't anymore, but mm-hmm. that, that's not the story. The story is okay. she was talking to me and I could tell that she switched from talking to her dad to talking to a professional therapist for free. Oh, interesting. Like she like made the switch. I could sort of see her do it. Huh. And I kind of was like, wait a second. And I paused and I said, okay, I think I know what you're asking me. And then I said something very, very profound that I'm going to share with you and all of you out there in marriage therapy. Hold on. Let me get my pen ready. I want to make sure that I write this down. By the way, I said it to every single client I had that day. And I guarantee you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I I got emails. They're like, what was that thing you said? And here it is. Ready? Okay. And again, I was, I think I was saying this in in real time at the, at the first time, but, and, and, and it won't be a surprise to you, but basically I said, Abby, based on strictly the volume of people that I've seen in my career, strictly volume, Mm -hmm. like, and I've done my 10,000 hours. I've had, you know, a couple thousand couples come through my private practice. Like I, I've seen a lot of people, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people make it and I've seen a lot of people not make it. I said, the couples who make it, they almost universally have two things going for them. And the, number one is they involve two people 
who are committed to their own personal health and well-being, spiritual health, physical health. Like when we talk about lifting or zip fizzing or juicing or whatever, mm-hmm. like it, it matters that you're physically healthy. Uh, relationship health, emotional intelligence health. It involves a person who is committed to that ideally too. That's number one. The second thing is that that person makes a conscious choice to extend that commitment to another, to an other, to one other, to that other, to their other, right? So you've got a person who's committed to their own health and then they extend that commitment to another person. When that is present, you can do anything. You can do a fair, you can do death of a child, you can do Mm -hmm. financial strain, you can do, you know, uh, deployment to Iraq, you can do um, cancer diagnosis, you can do anything. You can do communication Mm -hmm. problem, you can Mm -hmm. do conflict differences. But I think this is my, like, I'm on this, like, I don't know if it's soapbox exactly, but like 100%, it has to start with people being committed to being healthy. And then there is this measure of choice, right? Because again, I think based on pure volume, I've become convinced that it's not about, I met my soulmate in the grocery aisle staring mm-hmm. at the same avocado. And we, mm-hmm. t- you know, like, it's not that it's choice. It's, it's absolutely, I have to show up and decide I'm going to do this. Cause you got thousands and millions of reasons why you wouldn't mm. you got a million reasons why you wouldn't be with this person. I'm like, ah, right. this person now smells, this person right. now doesn't look the way that I thought they were going to look when they were you know, 30 years ago, or this person now has had an affair or this person now, um, you know, didn't ever get the job I wanted them to get, or this person just kind of annoys me or whatever. You you have tons of reasons why you could choose not to be with this person, but yeah. So that's what it is. I think it's a commitment to choice and a commitment to other. And then the rest, I think. Can we, and I know you said you didn't want to get into it, but we're into it. So I'm happy to get into it. I just didn't want to have to get into it. Yeah. But I'm thinking about what it might look like if you're not committed to your individual health or you are not, or you're not committed to your partner's health. And I know what personal health might look like if you're not committed to your own personal health. Like you could be numbing out, you could have like a number, you could be overworking, you Mm -hmm. could be eating food that's not healthy for your body and you're sluggish and the Mm -hmm result of that. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could be, you could be addicted to pain pills, you could uh, drinking, whatever it might be, all of these ways. mm -hmm. But then I also, I'm curious what it might look like if you might not be committed to your partner's individual health. What does that look like? Or, or what does it look like if you are? I'm just, I think that part's a little less obvious. Yeah. Well, let's put it, let me put it in like a, maybe in a very simple way. Let's say I am a man with diabetes. I'm not a man with diabetes. Let's say I'm a man with diabetes and that has caused me to be, um, you know, maybe a little bit lazy, a little overweight, or the manifestation is a laziness, or maybe I'm overweight. Maybe I'm having a hard time like getting motivated to exercise or I'm trying to, you know, or, or I just can't quite control my diet, whatever it is. Let's just say that's the manifestation of me not being healthy. Right. And then let's say I'm married to some lady who, um, decides that she is, going to hit the gym. She's going to join CrossFit. CrossFit. She's going to like go for it. Mm-hmm. If she gets committed to her health without a commitment to his, it's very easy for her to go to contempt. Sure. Right. Why don't you yeah. go to CrossFit? Why don't you eat this way? Can't you see that mm-hmm. I'm eating this way? Can't you see that I'm doing this thing? So I'm just thinking of like a practical application here. Like what mm-hmm. would it look like? Mm-hmm. I think it looks like the beginning of contempt because yeah. I'm, I'm, what about, what about you? Hey dude, 
why don't I, I've got my, my stuff together. Why don't you have your stuff together? Mm -hmm. And so, um, there's all kinds of ways, I guess you could withdraw. I mean, people, people who are in a relationship with addicts, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, they, the, the whole thing about, um, the whole model around Al-Anon, for example, is trying to make sure that you kind of take care of your side of the street while right. holding compassion for the other, not trying to fix or solve or heal the other, but just sort of hold compassion, you know? So the opposite is an absence perhaps of compassion or energy or. It's, I, I really like that idea that you said, take care of what's on your side of the street. And the way that I see this coming up a lot is like, what do you do when you are an anxious human being? You're partnered with someone who's anxious. Yeah. And um, the truth is that that's your anxiety that you need to manage. And that's not for your partner to manage or for, so it, basically take care of your side of the street and hold compassion for your partner. And uh, the thing that I see a lot is I care about my partner's well-being and health. I mm -hmm. care about it more than they do. And mm -hmm. so now I'm over-functioning and, uh, and I, Laura Heck, I'm really struggling right now because I am over-functioning. I care about my partner's health in different ways. I take it more yeah. serious than my husband does. And so I do a lot of things that is not my side of the street. It's his mm -hmm. side of the street. I'm yeah. doing things like, Hey, I think maybe we should go ahead and be pescatarian. What do you think about that? <laughs> and then, you know, I cook all of these meals that are really healthy and I'm making him celery juice in the morning. I'm passing it over to him because in reality, I do not have a chronic health condition. My husband yeah. does. And yeah. so now I'm over-functioning. And, um, and I think it's just such a stinking balance. You either don't care enough or you care too much yeah. about your partner's side of the street, about their well-being. Well, lots of things that I think about uh, historically are kind of folding into this, right? Like we've talked a lot about capacity and desire, right? So one of the things I'm really excited about with regard to Rebecca's hip surgery is as I've gotten healthier, more physically fit in my in my sort of late to her forties. And she has literally been degenerating in front of me, mm -hmm. like not by her choice, but by, you know, and I want to like go on a hike or play tennis or mm -hmm. let's hit the thing. Like we can't. And so I could say, come on, come on, man, get it together. Do whatever. And literally that would be a cruel thing for me to say, right? Like, why aren't you getting your shit together? You know? Yeah. Um, and then in your, in your husband's case, like there's, because there, she has desire, but no capacity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he may have capacity, but no desire. I'm not assigning right. that label to him, but sure. like, no, um, that's pretty accurate. You know, like, so it's hard to, it, but it is hard to set the bar higher than their bar. I've mm -hmm. said this a lot to clients, which is I'm like, if, if, if two people walk in the room and I say, Hey, you know, Hey lady, um, or Sally or whatever her name is, what is her name? Karen. Yeah, sure. Hey Karen, how high is the bar that you set for your husband? And she's like, it's five feet high. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, what's the other guy's name? Chad. Hey, Chad, yeah. how high is your bar? Uh -huh. He's like, it's three feet high. Mm -hmm. Well, now there's two feet of contempt in there. Mm -hmm. But if Chad goes, no, five feet, it's nothing. My bar is eight feet high. Like, mm -hmm. uh, sure, I'll clear your bar, Karen. No problem. <laughs> and can you help me clear this extra three feet? That's awesome. Mm. Right? Yeah. But uh, I wish his bar was higher. I wish his bar yeah. was higher. Well, now we've just got resentment, contempt, and all that stuff building up. So, but the premise there is that you better bet Karen's bar should be five feet high. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's saying, oh, my bar is three feet, but his is five feet. That's mm -hmm. a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We took it all. 
we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Again, though, back to my main premise is I'm pro-health. And part of what I'm pro-health and part of why I'm realizing this is that as we've been reflecting on the podcast over the last couple, maybe month or so, there's been just a lot of chaos and turmoil in my life. And I'm just so glad that I'm in therapy, that I'm on my bike, that I'm sober because Mm -hmm. I'm more resilient. I just Mm -hmm. am. Right. So, and that resilience is like, I'm like, Hey man, look what you can do with this. Look what you can do with this resilience. You can do stuff, you know? And so then I look at Rebecca and I'm like, Hey, let's get you resilient so we can do stuff. Let's go do Mm -hmm. some, let's play tennis, but we have to get through the hip surgery in this case first, you know? Well, but also, okay, so talking about the resilience, and I mentioned this in the podcast that aired last week. So, yeah, this is coming, right? This is, they're a week Well, a little bit. We had a little bit of a mess up. Okay, get this straight. Listen to this. You're going to love this. So we recorded a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it was awesome. It was about grief. We talked a lot about grief. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, It was a tough one. It was a tough. You and I were really in a hard spot. We were stuck. We were, yes. we were, we were in it. Yeah. Then last week we did the one that came out this week. And that was the one where Laura was the best partner ever. Mm-hmm. Because I had resilience. Had schedule mix up. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how our microphones are always kind of wonky? Like they're too quiet mm-hmm. or they're scratchy mm-hmm. or they're like, sound like we're coming from the moon or something. Yeah. This one, Jason said, I don't know what happened to the recording, but it's too loud. Which, can't which possibly- one? The grief one. So we didn't oh. do the grief one. We can oh. do that one another. Yeah, we had to can it because it was too loud. Holy I'm moly. Like, How the heck? We've been dialing. You know what's going to help? You know what's going to help? Our new, Our new equipment. Yeah. Our new- <laughs> <laughs> we just know how to plug it in. Yeah. We just figured yeah. Out. Okay. I wanted to talk about this resilience thing because last sure. week I, I said, hey, I had the capacity Mm -hmm. to be able to, yeah, I was the healthy one in that moment. Like you, you were sort of on, on, I've used this word a lot. You're like, I do not have the bandwidth to deal with this right now. And I was like, Hey, no problem. You know why? Because I do, because I've been leaning into my sleep. I've been leaning into my celery juice. I've been leaning into like (laughs) feeling the feels and grieving and like uh, all the good, all the good stuff. Right. I no longer have inflammation in my body. So I can hear your pain, Zach, and not respond or react to it. There you go. But um, I, I think I am really into this idea of like leading into your own personal health. One thing that's coming up a lot, and I wanted to just mention this is a little bit of a sidebar, is dealing with your own mental health or mental mm-hmm. well-being. And um, I have s- some people in my practice recently and just people in my life where they're saying, yeah, <clears throat> people are kind of pointing out and they're saying these things to me. Um, you know, like, why are you so tired all the time? Or it's kind of strange that you need this sleep aid every night, or do you really need to drink a bottle of wine every day? And they're sort of kind of starting to point out things where it's like, Hey, maybe I think you should maybe pay attention to some of your mental health. And, um, I use that as a, as a gauge. Often I'll ask clients, I'll say, what do your friends and family think? Have they shared anything with you? Have they given you any feedback? Because I think that our friends and family are actually pretty good pretty good gauges as to where we are at when it comes to our 
mental health or well-being. It's pretty easy for us to, let's say, let things slide and we stop taking care of ourselves, right? Like I stop wearing the normal amount of makeup that I wear. I stop doing my hair. I stop dyeing it. I stop like maybe I put on like 10, 15 pounds. I'm wearing sweatpants all the time. It's pretty easy for me to just kind of go on that trajectory and maybe not pay any attention. But when we start getting feedback from our family and friends and saying like, hey, how are you doing? Like, did you just just get done working out? When people say, did you just get done working out to me? I go, do I look sweaty and disgusting right now? Uh, Because I haven't bathed for three days. And no, I haven't worked out for a month. Um, But that's a pretty good indicator to me that maybe people are seeing something in me that I'm not seeing in myself. And I'm just wondering if you have found, I don't know where I'm going with this, to be quite honest, but I do think that when it comes to paying attention to our own well-being, that the people in our lives that know us best can often be a pretty good reflector if Mm -hmm. we ask, if we're open to the feedback, because I don't think sometimes we are open to the feedback yeah. And that's hard yeah. feedback to get. Like I give you pretty, pretty harsh feedback often, right, Zach? I mean, I would say that you and I are pretty honest with each other when yeah. I say things like, yeah. hey, buddy, <laughs> what's going on with you? Yeah. I didn't like that. Hey, um, you're totally right. I think you're, I think it's absolutely right. And, and I think it comes back to this notion that we've talked about a lot about consent. You need people in your life who they know they have permission to say to you, hey, man, it's mm-hmm. not going good. It's not, you're not looking too good. Or right. it's not, I feel like you're off balance or whatever. And I don't know who that is for me, for definitely for me, it's my therapist, hundred percent. Like I, I feel like she has carte blanche permission to say your brain's not in the right space here. Rebecca absolutely has that permission, but she has a harder time because the cost is higher for her Right. to say, Hey, I think you're not doing this well. And, and so it is, it is really, really delicate to be able to look across the marriage in particular and say, yeah. I think you need to do better. Ooh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I think mm-hmm. you need to do better with your head, with your body, with your spirit, with your yeah. mind, like whatever, your heart. So that's where I think this idea of what I said to Abby, the, the word that is present in both is health, but it's also commitment. Right. Like I'm committed to you. It's not, hey, you better be able to pull it together or else. It's more like pull it together so that we can mm-hmm do this better, right? So that we can enjoy the fruits of this better so that we can, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy the return on our investment that we've made in each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a good way to think of it is like stewarding your investment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just, as, I, as you were thinking, I'm like, how do we, it is hard. Like your accountability partner probably shouldn't be your partner. I mean, that's a really right. hard one. Yeah. yeah. It's hard because you said the stakes are so high. It's hard to get feedback from your partner of, hey, I'm over here on my side of the street. I'm taking care of my own personal well-being. I want to encourage you and, you know, really give you all the resources for you to take care of your own well-being. But I've got some contempt here. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you some <laughs> feedback on how you're not hitting the mark. Yeah, That's probably um, not the best person, but... <laughs> Outside of religious communities, are there such thing as accountability groups? Oh, sure. Sure. Like, where do you find them? Because I'm only familiar with, with like faith-based accountability groups. Well, there's, there's a bunch online. I think you had one for a second, the Epic Wives Club. I don't know how much accountability Uh was in that, but um, I was for a while and I do recommend this um, to clients still, but there's a community of dads, for example, it's called the dad edge. 
I think it's called the Dad. They changed their name mm. twice since I've. It's called the Dad Edge, and you can find it on Facebook, which is a tribe of men. There's got to be five, five, six hundred guys in this group right now, mm. uh, who are just trying to help each other become better husbands and fathers. I yeah. mean, people. And so there's all kinds of like accountability offshoots in that group. Um, and one of them is like a like I'm in real estate and one of them is I'm trying to be handy. And one of them is I'm trying to get mm-hmm. control of my finances and there's a marriage kind of offshoot and there's a health and fitness kind of offshoot. Mm-hmm. I recommend that a lot, particularly if guys are looking for, uh, particularly if you're like a, a man who is just sort of trying to figure out how to connect with other people, but you don't really have the time or the energy or even like the social acumen to go mm-hmm. out and be like, Hey man, I see you at the gym. Same time as me. What's your life? Like, like we don't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this community is very powerful in that regard. So I'm pro that, but yeah, in in terms of accountability, you know, part of it is again, giving people permission to speak into your, into your space. But yeah, they exist. The short answer is yes. These things kind of can and do exist outside of your, um, AA is another really good example, right? Sure. Um, or any recovery community, um, you know, whether it's sexaholics anonymous or narc or gamblers anonymous or whatever. Um, yeah. And there's even just like families anonymous or codependence anonymous is another space that you can go. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I think the, the important part of the whole equation is though, the personal, personal health and well-being comes first. So that when you do say, Hey, I think you need to do better. Mm-hmm. Your partner can't go, well, what about you? Right. You go, no, absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to do better. Look, I'm trying, like, I'm, I want to, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. not, from your high horse, you're sort of going, uh-huh. you're sort of cherry picking what you're calling health. You yeah. know, here's the other. What do they call that? Like an armchair quarterback? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. I think you could have thrown that best better. Come on, buddy. But the really tragic example that I see in my office a lot is these men who want their wives to stay like 25 years old, like physically, uh-huh. physically 25 years old or 30 yes. years old. Yes. Um, what, you know, this is, I didn't sign up for someone who had two babies and whose body decided to do something else. And then, you know, got caught up in the not going to the gym all the time or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's, hor- it's horrible to say, yeah. I need you. Meanwhile, I'm just living my life, growing my dad bod. Well, cause I'm working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. the rules aren't the same and this, you know, yeah. so that's another example of where if he isn't committed in that case to say his spiritual and emotional health, he's got no like leg to stand on when it comes to requiring her to be, you know, whatever she needs, he, whatever template he's created for her. Yeah. And that's where I I think it's not helpful to have your partner in the relationship, be your accountability person. I mean, we Mm -hmm. can encourage each other and we can um, open resources and encourage one another. Like my husband said the other day, what was I doing? Oh, I was looking at my arms in the mirror and I said, babe, ever since I started lifting, I I just started lifting again. I said, my arms are firming up and he was in the process of getting undressed and I was not pointing a finger, but he said, I really need, I really need you to support me in getting out of the, out of the house to go to the gym. And I was like, Mm. absolutely. I can do that. Thank you. Um, But a long time ago I said, I'm not going to say anything Mm. unless you ask, because I can't. We're yeah. in different places. I this is a, something that is very important to me, and I cannot. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. You just don't know where people are on their journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not the same. You're not the same as them, and they're not the same as you. And so exactly. that's where, like, uh, like for me, 
doing the work of therapy over the last couple of years have, has, has really generated the compassion I've needed to handle mm. more challenging situations with all three of my wives, right. <laughs> my yeah. 15 year old wife, my 19 year old wife, and my 48 year old wife. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back here. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's land this plane. And, um, I'm, <laughs> it's interesting. The grief episode did not come out. I think that that's fine. I actually felt a little weird about sharing being so no, we, I, we peeled a lot of layers back. We really <laughs> did. And I'm actually feeling kind of, kind of good that I didn't disclose, uh, that the information I shared was not disclosed, but yeah. you know, maybe sometime I'll share that with our listeners, but Put it in the can. Holy moly. If we basically did therapy uh, with each other and then recorded it. I promise you we are going to get back to actually talking about you, dear listener. We're going to answer your questions. We've got a couple of really hot. Zach and I are in a season, so we're just doing therapy for ourselves. We've got a couple of really cool interviews coming up. Um, If you're looking for a really cool interview, to go back and check out Jessica Baum's conversation. That was really great. It was Um, phenomenal. And uh, yeah, we're going to be sort of uh, changing, not really changing, but we're we're headed into an exciting time for Marriage Therapy Radio. And we're glad that you're along for the ride. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's land it. Adios. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. All right. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I have one thing. This is Laura, part of Laura's favorite things that I just thought of. Eucalyptus spray for your shower. This is not a promo, but I'm telling you, my mornings have been phenomenal. I feel like I'm in a spa. All I did was went on Amazon and I just Googled like the best eucalyptus spray. And when I spray it, it makes me feel like I'm at the spa and I'm doing something special for myself. That's my big tip for you today. Otherwise, we're so looking forward to our new partnership with iHeartRadio. You can find Marriage Therapy Radio, obviously, anywhere you listen to your podcast. But iHeartRadio is a new partnership that we have that we're very excited about. And then we also have some other projects coming up that you will become very soon aware of. um, And we're looking forward to that. Something in addition to Marriage Therapy Radio. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.